When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, you yellows Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to a rain-swept car in the car park at Playmore. We've just walked from the Boots and Laces, haven't we, kind yeah. of area, to the car park, and uh, we're both soaking we're wet. We're drenched, yeah. absolutely drenched. So it's Thursday, it's pouring with rain, and we've just been chatting to Gary Johnson. Yes. Um, which has been very interesting. <coughs> uh, we're coming to you after a couple of defeats since our last podcast. A couple of defeats, one particularly bad defeat. 4-0 at home to St Albans yeah. on Saturday. Shocking, and wasn't it? 3-2 at Maidstone on Tuesday when yeah. they did at least give it a proper go. Yeah, yeah. Um, two very, very different performances to talk about. A very interesting and, well, you're going to hear it in a minute anyway, but quite a revealing interview. Yeah. Gary yeah, 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 yeah. So you'll hear that, and then we'll talk about it. But yeah. he, I think you'll hear him, Gary, answer some of the questions that uh, you've been asking us over the last few days. Uh, not, not that his answers will necessarily stem any bad feeling at the moment, but, but hopefully, I don't know. I think he goes some way to explaining quite a lot of, um, yeah. a, a lot of what went on off the pitch on last Saturday. Yeah. Um, puts into context. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll give up trailing it because you're gripped already, aren't you? Absolutely. So have a listen to what Gary has to say, and we'll be back with much to discuss mm-hmm. on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, it's obviously a busy fi- February fixture. This um, two very different performances to start the month off. Then it was. Um, it was very disappointing, wasn't it? On uh, Saturday, you know, there was no covering up for that. Um, I was disappointed, embarrassed, you know, watching as a supporter would have watched. And um, I, I understand people's frustrations really on that, on that performance from our team because it felt the same. Um, but uh, we, uh, we knew we had a couple of lads that were going to be coming in and coming back. And so, uh, you know, we knew that uh, we could go to Maidstone and, and probably perform a bit better. After Saturday, we we had a, I think it was a two-hour discussion in the in the changing rooms. Um, it was important just to let them know um, the state of play and that we're not happy with what happened on that, that on the day. And everybody needs to pick it up a little bit lively because our squad's getting bigger. And I've always said we wanted that competition, more competition. 
and I think uh, we, we took more to Maidstone than we probably had more available to us for, against Slough um, on, on Saturday. It was a very different team that uh, uh, went up to the Gallagher Stadium at Maidstone than was at home uh, against St Albans. Six changes, obviously that made a difference. Uh, was it a combination of the personnel uh, coming in that made a difference, as well as obviously the, the discussion that you had with the players after the final whistle? I think sometimes it gets to a, a stage where you, you need to discuss things with uh, the team, with individuals, because individuals, you know, have lost their game and have lost their have lost their game, and it's um, a combination of a few things, but. We still got our principles, and what we know is is that at any any game at some stage, and Maidstone would have been a good game to have gone and got a result because they're going very well. But you've also got to fight and you've got to compete against Maidstones, and they're very very good at the things they do in as much as that the body contact, and you've got to be up for it. And if we'd have been the shrinking violets like we were on the Saturday we'd have got beat up. But uh, not only did we compete on, on against Maidstone on Tuesday, um, we also played some good stuff and we had a little bit more confidence coming into our game, which I knew would come in with the you know, new players that are coming in and more competition, as, I, as I've said. And really we should have come away from that game for all those that were there and watched it on the streaming. You'd have seen that you know, we should have come away with at least a draw. Um, but we've certainly played a lot, a lot better and a lot more aggressive, a lot more confidence, a bit more quality, and uh, than we did on the on the Saturday. So, you know, I think, you know, I'm looking forward to Saturday's game <laughs> for the right reasons, um, because I think, again, as I say, we've got a couple, couple of lads that could be uh, available for selection. No, it's two uh, players that uh, were involved that performed very well on Tuesday, uh, Austin Booth and uh, Arkel yeah. uh, Jude Boyd. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Arkel and how he came to your, uh, came on your radar, if you like? Well, he's, uh, he's at uh, QPR, so a lot of the young lads, because Duke McKenna had a good time with us and uh, obviously uh, um, uh, Sinclair Armstrong, they talk and um, the minute the lad knew that he could go out on loan, um, we'd been watching him anyway, um, and we was always interested, but we always had that position covered. But when the opportunities came along, this fins out, uh, we had to put Ross back in uh, because Ollie's stroke has got a groin strain, Ollie Tomlinson, um, that uh, we needed to bring in that, that right back that we, we knew of him. He's quick, he's strong, he's a great lad. Good personality, lively, don't mind a tackle, um, and I think all those people that saw him will see that he's an exciting prospect for us, and uh, I like him a lot as a player and as a person. So he will definitely make us stronger, help make us stronger. Austin, I thought played really well on the day. Little mistake for the first goal, but he didn't quite get to the ball before the other fella, um, but. Uh, wasn't his fault. There's something happened. You know, bits happened after that, um, but he played very well. And uh, as I say, we, we we're looking forward to getting the group we want in to <coughs> perform how everybody wants us to perform. 
Going back to what you said, though, it's not just mm -hmm. the quality that you're bringing, but it's also the personalities and the character of mm -hmm. the place. I mean, you've got Austin Booth that's already said mm -hmm. that you know this is his club and he's so proud to be playing mm -hmm. here for Torquay United. Now we're so excited as well to, to join the club. And then I'll tell it. It was astounding. I, I thought actually he's never played a senior game before because he looked like he had all the tools of the trade and nearly capped it off with a goal. He did, um, and he had a couple of choices to pull the ball back to, to as well. But Lucas, the goalkeeper at Maidstone, made a good save. To be fair, he struck it well. He did great. He's he's got great athleticism, Arks Arka, and um, you know I'm, look, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. You know what I mean? We know what he can do, but now. I mean, he turned, he, we didn't get him till the day. You know, we met him at Reading Services, but we knew we had to, you know, we needed to play him. So, um, and, he, and he came out and he was you know, part of the group and he got into it straight away. But now, now he knows everybody and he, he knows a bit more of our tactics that we're trying to play. We, you know, we didn't play him Saturday, but obviously uh, Tuesday showed that you know, we we got going a little bit, and that's that's good. It's probably not a question that you've had on your t your mind too often this season, but you've mentioned that the squad's getting bigger. Is there a potential at all that it could get uh, too big at all? Because obviously there there is going to be then the issue that you've got uh, people waiting in the stands. It's probably not something like I say you, you've been worried about too much when you've been struggling for the bench at times. Yeah, you'd rather it bigger than smaller. I thought we was on the Saturday we was uh, too weak, too young. Um, inexperienced, and uh, Tuesday, last Saturday, yeah, and then Tuesday, it was a lot more experienced, um, and people ready to go. You know, we wasn't there wasn't anybody out there limping at the start. You know what I mean? And so you've had to go on, do us a favour, try and play a game for us. But on the on the Tuesday against Maidstone, we was a lot more experienced, stronger, ready for the battle. Um, and that's why I'm looking forward to the next game. And uh, Dwayne Foria Chimpong, obviously, uh, his return to Playmore, uh, he's talked about unfinished business. That his uh, first uh, <coughs> talkie chat obviously lasted only a, a matter of minutes, but he gave you a real physical presence up front, didn't he, on Tuesday? He's a big lad, isn't he? And uh, there's not too many people can handle Lucas Cavellan, who obviously I had. Uh, we had previously, um, and uh, he's um, so we kept him at, at bay. Really, his shenanigans only lasted a couple of minutes right at the end um, when he was wasting a bit of time. But uh, he wasn't coming out for crosses, and uh, obviously we scored from a free kick. Uh, we had nine corners to their none, um, and we looked quite dangerous because we was. Big Dwayne is a, he's a big fella to come around, and uh, Lucas wasn't able to to do that. But he also done his job in. He, he was you. You have to fight them and you have to battle with them, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, he was a you know a, a, one of the reasons why we uh, we done all right on the day. I know we lost and we're all disappointed that we lost, but it was important to get a performance after Saturday. After Saturday, so. How, how does it change that much in, in two or three days? Well, personnel. Uh, and the ones that were left out have got to fight now to get back in. The ones that are in will fight to, to stay in. And, and there's still other players to, to come in.
when we, when they're as soon as they're ready. So back home against Slough on Saturday, um, and that will be then uh, followed up by three more away games. So how important is it to actually, especially bearing in mind the, the Sult Albans uh, result, to try and put down a little bit of a marker back home game? Because generally the home form has been good this season, hasn't it? Yeah, um, spoiled by uh, Saturday, of course, but we still, I don't know, I think it's, we're still the second uh, team as far as home wins are concerned behind Yeovil. Um, so we still want to keep that going. Um, we lost that game badly and so that sets you back a little bit but we've got to make sure that we turn that around again this week. Slough are a decent team as well. You know, you have to be ready, ready for that because if you're not on your game, oppositions like St Albans can show you their game. Um, so yeah, so we're just um, we're waiting on uh, a, a couple of lads, um, but we'll, we'll pick an experienced team that knows uh, what it's about to to go out and um, try and win over a few fans. And finally, Gaffer, have you put any target to the players of of, of where you want them to finish, or is it no, as high as possible? Yeah, we well, of course, it's as high as possible. We, the first thing you got to do is get back in the playoffs. Um, and compete in that area. So the sooner we can do that, the better. Well, we're two points off. We are. We are um, I know people wanted us to win the league, and I've said that before by a million miles. That's not happened due to certain circumstances. We haven't lost faith in ourselves. We knew that we had to come through a, this bad patch, and I've always believed that we'll we'll get through it. Uh, I'm sure we will. Uh, that's you know important to me and it's important to the club and uh, you know and we'll do, we will we'll, we'll, we'll get it going you mentioned then about winning over the fans we can't do our roundup of the week without mentioning what happened here on Saturday sure. um, the protest was was loud and, and it was very personally aimed yeah. at you yeah. how do you respond to that and does it make does it ever make you think twice about whether this is what you want to do no no it doesn't no um, if I've lost faith, then it does. Um, but I've got that confidence in me, our club, my staff, and the players that we will turn a, a bad bit of form around. Um, of course, uh, it hurts you in from a personal point of view, but not from a professional point of view. Um, be easy, wouldn't it, to just walk away from it? But um, you know, there's uh, there's a, a noise about it, of course. At the same time, um, you know, we had 2,000 people there, and we needed to give them a good game. So, you know, perhaps not everybody's given up, and they shouldn't. So they shouldn't give up on it. But um, so yeah, from professionally, no, because it mustn't. But uh, Personally, of course, it's uh, always a bit of a dagger in your heart, but that, uh, especially when you've got your own family there. Yeah. But I don't want people to feel sorry for me. You know, it's, it's part of the job, and uh, I want to, I want to turn it round, and I'm gonna. It's it's almost the same question, but the players, certainly some of the younger and experienced players, does an atmosphere like that inside the ground affect the players? I know they're professional sportsmen, but they're human as well. Absolutely, of course it does. Um, 
you know, whatever work you're in, you know, if you're sitting at your desk writing your report and somebody's in your ear going, you're useless, get out of our building, you know, you're not very good. It's very difficult to be your best. If somebody's going, you're a different class, you know, and what you write is fantastic and I, I agree with every word you say, you're going, that's going to motivate you. Yeah. That's just human nature, isn't it? Um, but the chicken and the egg, what's going to come first? I suspect we've got to win uh, some football matches and play well mm. and, and look like we... We had that once a few weeks back, you know, we had a poor run, then we had a really good run. <clears throat> noise was, you know, stopped a little bit. Um, but, uh, obviously, there's always going to be some people where they want to be proved right <laughs> rather than proved wrong. And, uh, but I want to prove them wrong, but I want them with us. And the only way I can do that is get them a competitive team out on the pitch that I know will be there. Um, you said time and time again that you're not going anywhere. Um, the club has said that you're not going anywhere. So is it almost a bit, a bit too much to, for the fans to carry on these kind of atmospheres? And I know you don't want to criticise it too much, but yeah, no. to me it just seems like, well, this is the situation, so get behind the players on, yeah. the, on the pitch. I think I've said that quite a few times, you know, so if, if, if that doesn't happen, then every, everybody's got their opinion. You know, yeah. I go to yeah. games and watch games and go, this is rubbish. Do you know what I mean? I've probably just watched Man City beat somebody 5-0 or something, and, and then, you know, it's, it's a different yeah. kettle of fish when suddenly you're, you're watching Man City, then you're watching the Conference South sort of thing. Um, but everybody's entitled to their opinion, and I absolutely respect that. Absolutely, I respect that. Because I felt the same on the day. And uh, anything those supporters wanted to say, would like to have said if they were in the dressing room, I said, in a way that they would like to have said it. I didn't have a drum with me. <laughs> um, but uh, at the same time, the... Uh, and for those two hours that we sat in there, because you know, I wasn't angry all the time. We we just sorted out a, a few little things as to what's affecting them, what mustn't affect them. You've got to rise above these situations because you may get it again. And that's all experience for the younger lads. You know, we had to make a sub in the first two minutes. Do you know what I mean? Callum Thompson's never had that situation before. And Callum's probably, you know, he's, he's going to be a great player and he's a great prospect but he's not ready yet to play 88 minutes. Um, he's going to be, but he's 18 years of age. You know what I mean? So it, it does affect the young players especially, um, but it affects everyone because it's human nature. So that was the gaffer. It's still raining. It's still raining. It's still raining. It's going to be raining forevermore. Uh, is it going to be raining so much that slough's off? That's the thing. Here's a thought. The pitch, yeah. is, uh, pitch is going to... Uh, our pitch is beautifully looked yeah. after, but even in a, a really well looked after and pitch, then it's going to struggle. Next week is it? Taunton next week. Taunton, of course, are now ground sharing with Truro. In case you missed that news. Yep. Uh, it's a two hundred and fifty mile round trip for a Truro fan now. Is it? Wow. Um, I did look it up. Though. It's only thirty eight quid on the train, which that's I didn't think was bad, bad in this no, um, what, era. Return? Yeah, that's not too bad at all. But you can't do it for a night game, oh. so it's only for a Saturday. Anyway, we digress. Um, very interesting things uh, said by Gary there during yep. the early part of the interview. It, 
the format these things take is that uh, Dom asks the questions for the video, which mm-hmm. goes on YouTube and on the club website. Sure. And then like after and describe. That, after that, uh, we have a bit of a chat. Yep. And we put the whole thing together for you. So he did mention there the possibility that another couple of players might be back, which got us Sounds speculating like immediately it. who's still to come. <coughs> Jack Stobbs is still to Jack come. Jack Stobbs, Ryan Hansen, Jarvis. Ryan Hansen, I think Aaron Ryan Jarvis. Hansen's a bit further away. Kevin Dawson, Aaron Jarvis. I Hansen, think those three Stubbs. could be very close, but we'll, we yeah, shall see. We shall see. Uh, obviously, Finley Krask injured after the Ollie game. Ollie Tomlinson was out. Ollie Tomlinson out. Ross Marshall went off injured Tuesday. We won't know the fitness of any of those because it's only Thursday but morning. But we're speculating that there could be we're some speculating. Uh, old faces back. Wouldn't that be quite something? Wouldn't it be brilliant? Should we rewind to last Saturday, Rich? Not really. Go on, talk, talk about it, go on. I mean, well, do you want to talk about on the pitch first? Let's talk about on the pitch first. It was awful. Dreadful. Um, I was talking to an old mate of mine, Steve, on Sunday, uh, with whom I used to come to talk United matches in the early 80s and stand on the pop side. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was every bit as bad on Saturday as, as it was then. And as you pointed out, we were in the league then. We were in the league then, yeah. Uh, um, at least we weren't getting... We, we, we were only getting at times 1,000, I think yeah. it dipped under 1,000 for a league game, one game, but at least we're still getting a couple thousand. As Julian pointed out after the game, we made Joe Partington look like Franz Beckenbauer yep. on Saturday. Uh, uh, they were all poor on Saturday, every player on the pitch. There wasn't there wasn't one performance that you could say, well, he did all right. I think, I think um, uh, Austin Booth did okay. To start with, um, and then I think he might have been affected by the the Raucous crowd. Um, yeah, that's there was, another interesting thing yeah, Gary's just said, isn't it? That there was do. there there were three or four balls he played down the wing for um, Dylan De Silva that were brilliant. Yeah, and Dylan De Silva did bugger all with them. <laughs> I'm sorry if you picked up any yeah. bad language yeah, on our sorry. effects microphone there. Um, yeah, Dylan didn't have this, one of his better games. The crowd used to sing all Dylan De Silva yeah. to encourage the gaffer to bring him on. And he's done nothing this season as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. No, he's, well, he's got pace. He's got a good cross in him. He scored one brilliant goal, but we're not quite getting enough not from him. Not what we were expecting. No. Or I was expecting, I should say. And he didn't have a part to play at all on Tuesday night, did he? Up no. at Maidstone. Uh, he was one of the casualties when yeah. uh, the team was picked. Uh, I just wrote down players all poor uh, against St Albans. And when the fourth goal went in, I wasn't even angry. It was just one of those... It was an awful performance. The guy who scored their second goal, whose name I've forgotten now, scored their second and fourth goals. Yeah. He did that thing that really annoys supporters where he started to celebrate by rushing over to the pop side, cupping his hands behind his ears. Uh, And then he took one look at us and thought, they're not angry with me they're angry with their own team yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he stopped doing it uh, and there was a protest a lot of people left a lot of people left early anyway because it was so bad but people left at half time to go and prepare their protest and when I came out after the game there was a group of fans outside the players entrance around in the um, in quite the a lane lot of people there. walked out at 60 Marnham minutes Lane. yeah they did you could see it from the pop side. You could see people streaming out of Bristow's bench. This is this is all rapid train of thought stuff, but it was interesting that Bristow's bench got involved. It's the first time I've really heard that. And um, 
getting involved with the 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 Gary Out and the uh, whatever the the chant is, I can't remember. Uh, they, they there were more people in Bristow's bench getting involved than mm. I've ever heard. But here's the thing: when I went round the corner into Marnham Lane after the game to just to see what was going on, I was amazed at how young the fans doing the protest were. Yeah. Uh, it was all, I mean, it points to one or two things. Either we have a very, very young fan base in general, or it's the younger fans who are driving the um, the, the more vociferous protests. I think you can also put into that context that the younger fans are the ones that are going to go and protest. The older ones want to get over their tea, <laughs> yeah, even though they're yeah. feeling the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably some of that as well. But it was, if you look at, the, there are loads of pictures on Facebook and and various other social media if you look at the fans who are taking part in the protest it's a very very young fan base that's involved in it i'm not making any observations as a result of that but it's worth noting there aren't many Mm. grizzled old veterans amongst the fans taking part in the protest and in fact during the second half when the fans who were clearly preparing the protest were sort of wandering up and down in front of the pop side working out whether they were staying or whether they were going there was a lot of that, I noticed, yeah. Some some who definitely looked like they were going decided as they got to the the, the kind of steps that, do I really want to go? Yeah, um, and they, there was quite a lot of <coughs> stick coming from some of the older fans. Right. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was an awful atmosphere. It, it transmitted onto the pitch. Yeah, and it didn't help by coincidence that Gary wasn't on the bench. No. Um, I th- I, I'm not, I, I, think, I think the club could have helped themselves out by pointing out before the game that he was suspended mm. but they didn't so people got came into the game and the kickoff and thought oh well where's Gary Johnson well, I messaged you and said yeah. where's Gary and we were only told 10 yeah. minutes before kickoff that he was suspended mm. so obviously he sits in the director's box with um family yeah, um, yeah. with George and uh and that kind of gave the gave the fans a focus because they knew exactly what the where they could yeah, yeah. Chuck their words, as it were. So... Uh, it was a horrible atmosphere. It was. Uh, I, I, I felt... And Gary was very subdued in his post-match yeah. interview, yeah, which led a lot surprised. of people, myself included, to think, he's had enough. Yeah. I was expecting... I was doing the I was doing the news in the radio studio on Monday, and before every bulletin on the half hour on the hour, I was checking the Talking United website because I was expecting... I, the tone of the post-match, I thought, he's had enough. He's, he's going to say, look, I've, I've, I'm done with this. My my observation in a column of three, or four, three weeks ago, which I had some people screaming about, was the fact that he is not going to quit. No. Um, and that, that just backs it up for me. Because mm. if you were going to quit, you were going to quit after that. Yeah, and he's, he's not. There's so a he's job. not quitting. No, there's a job The board seems, seems yeah. like they don't want to get rid of him. So, and I said it. I said it when, when when we interviewed Gary just now. So I don't don't understand why you you, you carry on these mass protests when all that's going to do is affect the players on the pitch for the team mm. you want to win. Yeah, yeah. And fair play. I mean, he's not going anywhere. There's a job to do. Yeah. There's unfinished business. Yeah. And he's going to finish it. I mean, you know, we we all have our opinions and we all have mm. our secret thoughts about you know this and that, and and we all have our moments of doubt and. And, and, and change minds and, and all that, but he's not going anywhere. No. As explained... He might, he might, he's quite entitled to change his mind next week, yeah. but at the moment, I, my, my massive impression is that he won't be quitting. No. 
So as um, he's just explained yeah. exclusively for podcast yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. So we come to Tuesday. Maidstone three, Talky two, gave it a right go. Yeah, uh, Arkel, much better. It Arkel was, Jude Boyd, we liked the look. Yeah, of liked the look of him. I thought I thought Austin Booth had another good game. Uh, Arkel Jude Boyd is the thirty fifth player to pull on a Talky okay. shirt this season. The thirty third to actually play because two of the young lads uh, were on the bench in the FA Trophy and didn't get on. Okay. Um, but 35 different players have pulled on the shirt so okay. far this season. So 33 have played? 33 have played. Mm. Um, Dwayne Aforia-Champon came in. Did all right. I think my, my initial, not being a terribly master tactician, my initial impression was that he didn't do very much, but then somebody said to me, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. He's actually... He's occupying the centre-backs. He's, he's he, getting he, in he, Lucas Kovalan's face. He, he was doing um, Aaron Jarvis's job. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. the first t- time we've had a player doing that, uh, f- filling that role mm. well enough to do it properly uh, since since Aaron's been out. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of spade work goes on. Yeah. A lot of digging goes on up Absolutely. the front Absolutely. We all know how Aaron plays, you know. He's, he's a bit of a master of the dark arts. And there was a bit of that going on. Yeah. So, we, we're currently at 1.5 points a game, exactly. We've got 45 points from 30 games. Are we 1.5? Which puts us in on that graph, Yeah. Uh, right in the middle. Yeah. Um, it's not where we want to be. That's three defeats in a row for the first time this season. Goal difference is in the minus for the first time since August. Uh, and since your birthday, since December the 23rd... Right. In all competitions, we've played nine, we've won one, we've drawn two, and we've lost it's six. My bloody fault. It's your fault. Yeah, for you turn, over-celebrated for turn 52. your birthday. <laughs> but and this was another thing I chatted to Julian this week. Um, we finally got a team together at about this stage last year. Yeah. When Frank Newblay came in. But the, the the caveat to that is we then went down. It was too late. Yeah. 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 It was too late. Is it too late this time? Probably not. But we, it was around about this stage last year when we finally got the team together, yeah. started playing well, started winning games, and as you say, it was too late. Yeah. But you know, maybe, may, just maybe, this is the point where we start pulling the players back in uh, and winning some games. We're clutching at straws, though, aren't we? Uh, we're clutching at Aaron Jarvis and, <laughs> yeah, and Kevin we Dawson. <laughs> we are. We absolutely are. So it's Slough on Saturday. Yep. Uh, we played come them on August. Come bombs. Come, come friendly bomb, bombs. Come, come friendly bombs. Slough. There's nothing there worth saving now. Oh, very good guy. August the 26th. I wish I was the kind of person who could just pluck poetry out there and get it right <laughs> instead of just... I may have got that wrong, but I think it sounded right anyway. August the 26th, we won 2-1 up there. Two goals from Brad Ash. Yep. Uh, Slough are 12th. They're only two points behind us. They're another oh, no. one of those teams, annoyingly, who could leapfrog us. Good God. But they won't. Yeah. Um, they lost six of their first seven games this season, they, which they is what gave them a really start, bad yeah. start. Uh, and their form at the moment, they've lost three of the last six, won two of them and drawn one. So they're average, mm. bang average mm. at the moment. Um, so we need to, um, we really need to get hold of this game, don't we, Saturday? Yeah. The, it'll take a long time to banish the memory of last Saturday, but a decent win this Saturday with Aaron Jarvis possibly. after that performance on on Tuesday night yeah um, we're jumping to conclusions here by the way it may not even be Aaron Jarvis he might be six weeks away yeah yet. but um, you know if, if there are players coming back Hanson, Stobbs Jarvis, Dawson whoever it is um, it's got to be strengthening the team yeah. hasn't it 
And then Tuesday, looking at this weather, Absolutely. I wonder. But we're supposed to be away at Taunton, a game that's already been postponed twice. Yep. Postponed and now they've got an extra, extra team playing on their pitch every week. That's odd, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, did, did Truro come to the end of their agreement at Blythe no, Park? No, I think, I think it's just been a struggle for them to get games on. Yeah. Um, and Truro. Uh, sorry, and Plymouth Parkway have struggled. Uh, there's yeah. so many games off that, 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 that can't be coping with two teams on it. Well, we know that from, yeah. from bitter experience, yeah. don't we? That even the best. But also, Taunton's pitch. been like that. So, yeah, are you just moving off. from one one furnace into a where another? They, where else are they going to go and play yeah. up at Bath or something yeah. instead? But uh, it'd be an interesting game if we do get played um, Taunton, not least for Austin Booth, who bought out his contract there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in order to because. According to their website, because there was interest from another club, which was clearly us. Mm. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. They're twentieth at the moment. They're twelve points behind us. They haven't won since December the ninth. No, they're struggling really badly. They started off really well, but they've lost so many players. Yeah, so they've just got no money, have they? So now might be quite a good time quite to go a and good play time them. To play them, yeah. But with this weather, who knows whether that's going to happen or not? If we're talking about Austin Booth for a moment, yeah. um, how many? Obviously, his father was a talky player. Yeah, uh, John Gittins. For those who you don't know, uh, how often does that happen? Then in the, I can think of, uh, I can think of the the Myers. Yeah. Um, but I can't think of many others. That's a really good question. Yeah. I can't think of any apart from the Myers. There may uh, be one for you, Julian. <laughs> There'll be an obvious one. There will be ones that we've completely gone, one. oh, of course there was. There'll be but, people um, face-palming at this very moment, saying, yeah. how on earth have they forgotten somebody or other? Yeah. Martin Musgrove never played for us, did he? No. But I can't think of another one after the Myers on no. the spot. I should have done prep. You should. Yeah. Julian, thank you. So should I. <laughs> um, yeah, at Taunton, interesting. Dan Lavercombe's there, Lloyd James, Matt Villis, and of course, Louis Slough is now yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, went from Dorchester to mm. Taunton. Very excited with the move. Uh, he was very pleased to get that move. He's looking forward to playing at Taunton. Uh, be interesting to come up against Louis. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to come up against Dan Lavercombe. It is. Last time he played for us, he had a nightmare, <laughs> didn't he? I mean, bless it. But he had a great time under Kevin Nicholson. Got a very, very good move he at did. the end of that season. He did. Was very young. Never really worked out for him at Wigan, but he went to Ireland, or did he go to Ireland or somewhere? Anyway, he ended up somewhere or somewhere, and now he's at Taunton. Um, you know, he's still he's still doing it. Yeah, he is, he is. He's doing No well. talky boy. Do you want to run through the ex-gulls doing things? That's the ex-gulls doing things list? Should have a, should have a jingle for this. <laughs> we should, ex-gulls doing things. Gladys, up north of the border, points out that Sean Donnellan played 70 minutes against Rangers. Did he? There were some very good pictures of him, actually. Really? Playing for Livingston against Rangers mm-hmm. all over the place. Kiefer Moore on loan at Ipswich mm-hmm. came on and scored both of their goals, but they lost 3 2 to Preston. Yep. Reese Healy is uh, getting regular games at Huddersfield uh-huh. against Sheffield Wednesday. These players are playing at a pretty high level yeah. that we've had. Corey Andrews got a late equaliser for Wealdstone at Barnet. Managed by David Noble, who was the, the manager who left uh, St Albans. St Albans, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jack McCourt got one for Buxton in a 3-0 win at Curzon Ashton mm-hmm. in National League North. I haven't got any news for you on the Warrington Rylands this week, okay, I'm afraid. damn it. I'm really sorry about that. Uh, Elliot Remain got one for Horsham. Is that because they're all working on his new uh, 
reality show that he's Could got. Be. On. It's a very good yeah. interview with him in the paper What's the other day, by the way. Very I quite good. like him. He comes across as a good yeah. guy. He'd love to have a team of Warrington Rylands. Yeah, playing. he would. Uh, Elliot remains, sorry. Good one for Horsham in a 2 1 win at Hashtag United yeah. in the Isthmian made Premier. Up club. Liam Prynne got one, yeah. Made up. Where, where, where do they play? I don't care what their excuse is, it's wrong. It is, yeah. It's everything. <coughs> Well, most of the things that are wrong about football. Um, apart from Georgia Toffolo watching a game at Chelsea in a bed. Did you see that? No, see and that? I don't want to even go there. Do you want me to describe this scene of, of footballing in the ground? In the ground. That's because this, this fellow who owns Chelsea keeps on get, trying to promote his films in the ground and stuff, is it? He, oh, had, he had a load of people reading a book in the ground. Oh, I couple see. Of, a couple of weeks ago. There was a, a clip. Of, uh, we mentioned Georgia Toffolo because she's from Torquay, obviously. Um, there was something, there was a game on, I think it was a cup game, and part of the ground they turned into a bedroom. Yeah. And it's for a stunt, she was sat in bed watching the football, saying how much she loved watching football in her gym jams. This is, and this I is, thought, this is, this this is, is what, stupid. This is how football yeah. is now. Yeah. Yeah. People ought to come here. I'm not having it, guys. Yeah, we're not having it, mate. We're not having it. Uh, Liam Prynne scored one for Tavistock in a 2-1 win over Poulton. Well done. In Southern League Division 1 South. And Toppy Fadahunzi. Yep. Who we had on loan from Sutton. And we, we quite did. liked. We did he scored like a good goal. Yeah. He was he was different <coughs> there. Uh, he's at Hampton and Richmond now. Yeah, doing all right. And he got the winner for them in a win over Truro, which is mm. kind of where we started this podcast. Circlical. Cir- Is that a word? Cyclical. Cyclical. Circli- circular. Circular. Or cyclical, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We've run out. <laughs> we've run out. <coughs> it's still raining. It's still raining. So we've kind of rushed through this because we are sitting now in a steamed up car. Steamy windows. <laughs> in the Plainmore car park. We've got the keys. People will be wondering <laughs> what on earth is going on here. And it's going to take me about 20 minutes to demist these windows yeah, before I'll I can I'll be home before now. you. Yeah, you probably will. It's been an interesting podcast. I'm glad that we had that sit down with um, with Gary. Glad we asked him the questions we did. I think the answers were quite revealing. Yeah, and also I think if anyone was expecting Gary to be a bit spiky with us today, he wasn't at all. No, no he's not. He's, there's a job to do. Um, he'll take the slings and arrows yeah. and yeah. Um, he's just going to carry on with them um, until that job is done. And I think... Yeah. Whenever I write a column that obviously reflects situations like we had on Saturday I always find it a bit nervy walking into a press conference but he turned around he said he read it and agreed agreed with everything we have had one or two managers in recent years who you've gone in and there's a little thundercloud in the corner because of something you've written but uh, Gary's never like if Gary if if there's a problem you get you get it straight away yeah and Gary will say I I didn't didn't agree with that that. didn't agree with that um and now let's move on yeah uh, which is the way it should be. So, home to Slough. Saturday, we'll be here. We will be. Kick off. Well, will we? I wonder what... Look the, at the yeah, rain. I wonder what the crowd will be like. Uh, uh, look, honestly, Communi- just get behind the players. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. mean numbers-wise. Yeah, but... Yeah, but um, Community Day Turn up helped. and get behind the players. Yeah. Community Day helped get it over 2,200. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how many of those people will turn up again on Saturday. I hope they do. So especially if there are returning players I'm intrigued now I'm intrigued who it's going to be yeah could be anybody could be one of the young lads who played in the FA Trophy no <laughs> you never know thank you for listening 
Thanks for bearing with us. Putting up with us. You can hear the rain on the roof of the car. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nice? A little bit of a sound effect. I'm going to go and get drenched walking about 20 paces to my car. You are. I'd give you a lift, but I can't demiss the car. It's going to take me ages. Thanks for listening. We've been Guy and Richard in the car. And we finish as we always do. Come Come on, on, you yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below the Wembley archway sky today. Come on, you yellows. Fried buckle up for the rider yard.